Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Wait, Ash, did you just say true crime? Yes, indeed. So if I'm easily triggered or creeped out by a bunch of different crimes and murder and shootings and all that, this probably isn't the podcast for me? It's true crime. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Consider that your blanket trigger warning. You're about to listen to a true crime podcast, so... Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. And we're back. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Hi, hey, hello. So, I don't know about you guys, but Bloodbath has been feeling... um, very ashley centered lately you know i know i know what about me and <laughs> this trap needs to shut a little bit i don't also think it, comment of course i don't think it'll ever shut up <laughs> <laughs> no in the nicest way this trap keep moving <laughs> <laughs> well i decided that i'm going to do like a rapid fire true crime current event episode Let's go. So I've covered, I did a lot. <laughs> well, speaking um, on that real quick, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas shooting that just happened, mm-hmm. that is absolutely horrible. Thank God they caught the guy finally. It was almost like 24 hours before they caught him. But to the victims, I hope you guys are doing okay. So far from what I've been seeing, there hasn't been any casualties, which is great. But it's a scary world out there nowadays, man. Definitely. Definitely is. So let's hear about how scary it is. Uh, Some of this stuff is good. Some of it's bad. So, you know, bear with me. Okay. That doesn't mean that there's a bear with me, though. I mean, you would know. (gasps) I love bears. (laughs) Well, first up, uh, we have the case of Amir Locke. And this was back in February of this year. uh, So 2022. A SWAT team entered the home of Amir Locke under a no-knock warrant. And they shot and killed Amir. The police body cam footage showed that the SWAT team member was using a key to open the door at 6.47 a.m. on February 2nd in Minneapolis. Amir, who was being woken up by yelling and guns being pointed at him, gets up with his gun in his hand. Like, what what the fuck is happening? Who's coming into my house? You know? Like, he's being invaded. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Officer Mark Hanneman shot him three times, immediately killing him. Amir's name was not on the warrant. It's not who they were looking for. But they were on a homicide case. They were conducting a search warrant for this homicide case with high power rounds. The suspects were at large, so they were looking for obviously violent people. And all that the officers saw was an armed individual holding a firearm pointed in the direction of at least one of their officers. So they think that they had no choice but to fire on him. And on April 6th of this year, so literally last week, the county decided that no criminal charges would be filed against the officers for the death of Amir Locke. So that's kind of a fucking tragedy. Yeah. Like they rushed into his home and they were wrong. Mm-hmm. There, somebody needs to be held responsible for that. They do. So, I mean, there's Even a whole. Even if it's not like the ones that went into the house, at least the one who ordered them to go into this particular home. You're at fault, my dude. Yeah. I mean, because you, you got the wrong guy. You killed the wrong yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, the benefit of the doubt for Amir is that he's sleeping. And I know people sleep with guns or knives under their bed. 
And if somebody came into As your home. As most people do. Exactly. You're going to ex- immediately pull it out trying to protect yourself. That's exactly what that's there for. It's not there for looks. It is there to protect yourself. Right. And he was sleeping on the couch. Like, they literally just walked into the living room what and just shot him there. So, it's really sad. There's a there's a GoFundMe page. There's a, a movement happening for Amir Locke. So, definitely look into that one. All right. On to the next one. And, oh, my God. Is it a doozy? So, there's this guy, Lawrence Ray. He is an ex-convict. And, oh, my God. I can't even with this guy. He moved in to his daughter's dorm at sarah lawrence college right so she's in college (gasps) i read this book (laughs) he then somehow manipulated and convinced all of his daughter's friends into this like cult-like devotion of free Mm -hmm. labor and he got millions of dollars out of them he hurt them physically psychologically extorted them for money and sex he even coerced one of them into prostitution and her sex work proceeds were then to pay him back for her poisoning him which she never did he Mm -hmm. like gaslighted her into that so Lawrence Ray's lawyers are stating that the girls are working against him and that he's the victim, stating that he, the girls lied on the witness stand. So the jury is deliberating on this case right now. And I hope we cover that this one because like the facts of this case aren't fully released. But yeah. Read the book Slonim, S-L-O-N-I-M 9. I read it last year. Just picked it up willy nilly while on my Barnes and Noble true crime binge looking up books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and girl that shit is a doozy it's from the a man's point of view of being inside that cult it is great it is absolutely phenomenal i think that's just a very similar situation because this just happened but no i know it just just it just happened that he's being convicted finally but this happened already how is it a man's point of view though hold on let me grab the book In September 2010, at the beginning of the academic year at Sarah Lawrence College, a sophomore named Talia Ray asked her roommate if her father could stay with them for a while. No one objected. Talia's father, Larry Ray, had been had just been released from prison, having spent three years behind bars after a conviction during a bitter custody dispute. That's all I'm going to read. <laughs> it is his point of view. Okay. When I saw that hit the news, I was like, what, 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 what? <laughs> Excuse me? All right. Slonim Woods 9 is what it's called. So you you know that case. It's obviously not new. Oh, I like know I said, that case. They're deliberating yeah, yeah. right now. So Yeah. That's why I was shocked when I saw it because I was like, wait, I figured like this would already have been done. Mm-hmm. But no, no. They're coming hard for him now. Good. Get him. Fuck that guy. Yes. Um. All right. Well, we both just left Portland. So let's go back or not. Ugh. Right, let's not. <laughs> uh, because a Portland State University student recently agreed to turn himself in. His name is Keenan Harpole. He was the running back for the university's team for a bit, and he was booked on suspicion of second-degree murder, domestic violence, oh. and unlawful use of a weapon. He had used oh. his weapon on Amara Marluk, a music student. Shots were fired around 1 a.m., and Amara was found dead at the scene from gunshots. Like, holy shit. Just shot her. Nobody knows why. And he turned himself in? Agreed to turn himself in. They found him at his house. Oh. And they were like, why is your girlfriend dead? <laughs> <laughs> That's he, not funny, but it's like, and you could just see him like, uh, uh, what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. And he's like, okay, you caught me. <laughs> yeah. I will go in. That's fine. <sighs> 
I don't like this next one, Ash. I don't like it. All I right. don't like a lot of the cases we cover. This is going to grind your gear. This is a moral, you know, compass. Thing. This is <laughs> a <laughs> no, morality. Fucks with, fucks with your morality. <laughs> this is the thing that probably makes me the most angry. Okay. Okay. We're in Pennsylvania. There's a four-year-old Ew. girl. I'm just kidding. She is found oh. dead. After her younger brother, who's two years old, shot her by accident when he was playing with his parents' gun and it discharged in the vehicle. Oh, no. I can't fucking. I can't. I can't. The kids. No. They don't know what they're doing. There's no reason they should have access to that. No. Like the dad was pumping gas and then his two-year-old shot his four-year-old. Yeah. And that's like that's it. Like you, that's you're, it. You're, why is your gun accessible to your children? And then they're obviously, and to a degree, rightfully so, they're going to be sitting there blaming themselves, and now they have to go through this too. Like as a parent, like this is your fault, and that sucks to fucking hear. But fuck, man. And how? What that two year old's going to grow up, and they're going to be like, oh yeah, you had a sister, and you killed her. Do they tell him that? Hmm. It's gonna be. It's in the news. He could be wandering around the. Um, um, maybe he makes a true crime podcast one day, and maybe. he finds this article, and he's like, "Oh what? I don't. I don't know." It's just that's it's, like, mm. grinds that's hard. My I don't ears. know why, but that made me think about. Let's change that up real quick because I don't want to think about that. Um, I saw an article about a family. It's on the Reddit page. Am I the asshole? And. This girl's wondering if she's the asshole because she doesn't want to name her kid Theodore because okay. their last name is B-O-U-N-D-I-E, Mm-mm. pronounced Bundy. But the no. thing about it is the only reason why the dad wants to name, I don't know if it actually if it's the mom or dad, I may be mixing it up, but whatever. The only reason he wants to name him Theodore is because that's his grandfather's name. That's my and grandfather's they, name. <laughs> they've kept the name going down and she's just like, one of them's like, no, Theodore Bundy, I can't do that. But it's like, where does that line draw of, like, I mean, I would ever do it. I couldn't do it, in my personal opinion. But where does the time stop where we stop thinking about that? Where it's like, we can make a good person out of that name. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I mean- not like, just because you name him that, and it's for it's for their grandfather. It's mm-hmm. for somebody that they love and cherish who isn't here anymore. Well, and it's like, ooh. If you think about it, like, you, when you're in a relationship and you guys, like, choose a song, and then you break yeah. up, and then that song is ruined for forever, or what? Yeah. Is the name ruined for forever, or what? Or what? Because I love not? the name Theodore. And they also, if it's a girl, they want to name her Theodora. That's really which cute. Which I think is so cute. <laughs> But it's just so unfortunate that her last name is Bundy. Like, maybe they can add, like, a J. Make it Bungie. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's more important, the first name and the last name? Exactly. I think it's the last name. Because when you hear Bundy, that's very... For any true crime person, for any person who doesn't live under a rock, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> and why but, not change the pronunciation? Like, you can keep the last name, just make it Boundy. Right, yeah. Or... And only call him Theo or Theodore, but never call him Ted, you know, like just have. That's what it said. 
That's what it said in the article, or in the, and that's why, wait, what? And that's why we drink? Oh my God. What? Am Where I am I? <laughs> am I the asshole? <laughs> that was a brain fart. At least you're in the A that's files what it said, of your though. brain, you know, but. That's where I was. File. I was literally, and I pulled it out a little too fast. <laughs> uh, but that's what she was saying too, is she was like, well, call them Teddy or Theo. And I love the name Teddy. I love the name Teddy. It's so cute. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, sorry, but we're going to go right back into it. Yep. <laughs> because it's, it's the same thing happened in Chicago. But um, oh, no. this three-year-old accidentally shot his mother, who is 22 years old. Her name was Deja Bennett. And he shot her to death while sitting in a car at a supermarket parking lot. Oh, no. Yeah. Pretty rough. Fuck. Um, that one's definitely going to find out. Because, like, you don't have a mother now. Exactly. Like, oh, no. You can't keep that from them. It's just... No. Oh, it's heartbreaking. This is why gun safety... Like, sure, if you want your guns, have them. But you need to have gun safety courses. You need to make sure... E- treat every single gun as if it is loaded, even if it's not. Put your guns yep. in safes or out of reach. 100% out of reach of your children. Like, that is just a literal no-brainer. And it doesn't matter how much you think that child knows about said piece of metal. No. It is a piece of metal with a little button on it that they can push. And they're mm-hmm. going to fucking push it. They are. Because there's also that Simple case that. a long time ago where the kid knew what he was doing, was mm-hmm. mad that his sister wouldn't give him the controller, went and got yep. the gun, and shot his sister. And shot her. Like. Yep. And just, his was just like a thing of not understanding death, not understanding that you can bring, you can't bring back somebody from death. Yeah. But he knew like it inflicted games. pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Oh, terrifying. It's rough. But there's ways around that. That is such a simple thing to keep from happening, honestly. And yet it keeps happening. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Anyway, okay, so uh, last Tuesday night, the, we're in South Carolina at an industrial plant around 10.30 p.m. 30 people are working in the plant at this time when Bruce D. Vandermosten Jr., never trusted Jr., who's 51, comes in, guns a He's shooting up the place. Oh, no. Injures two workers before he took his own life. Uh, turns out he was a former employee Coward. at the plant and was disgruntled mm-hmm. with the work. Which, Jesus like, Christ. scares me so much because, like, I've met people, you've met the same people. Who, oh, yes. Like, they yes, lose yes, a job yes. and they get irate and livid and then they go drinking and it's like, are you are you going to shoot this place up? Are we in exactly. danger? You know? That's why, for the person you're talking about, when I got that call that they weren't allowed back in the building, I was like, where are you? Where are you now? Lock your door. I literally, like, I called you. I was like, um, ma'am, can you lock your door, please? <laughs> you're like, why? And I'm like, no, 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 just, just lock your door. It's, it's fine. Like it. It's fine. But also, like, nothing good ever happens on a Tuesday, so whatever. True. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> I just got that. Um, do you know <laughs> Alex Jones? I do know that name. I 100% know that name. Okay, so he runs a radio show, and he's a known conspiracy theorist. Yes. He talks about, like, the government and all the ways that they're lying to you. He thinks Bush did 9-11. He says that the Oklahoma City bombing from 1995 was done by the government as well. So every bombing and every shooting is done by the government. Which includes the Sandy Hook shooting. 
He believes the Dude, federal the government. the conspiracies on that. He believes that they faked the Sandy Hook shooting, that this is a giant hoax, which if you don't remember, I'm going to refresh your memory. December 14th, yeah, yeah. 2012 in Connecticut, 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people. Six of those were adult staff members and 20 of those lives were six and seven-year-old children. He then shot himself in the head. And Alex Jones is set to appear for questioning and is being sued for defamation by the families of the victims of the Sandy Hook oh, shooting. Shit. His following is sending death threats to the families because they're suing him. And he's oh saying the shooting never happened while these families are sitting there with their six and seven year old children dead. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. It's not a conspiracy theory. These people are suffering. Their children have been shot. And mm-hmm. you're going to say it's a hoax. It's fake. The government did it's it. just because that... There was that one article, right, that came out where they were, like, showing the victims or whatever, but then later it came out that they were still alive. They got the wrong but pictures I think of the it kids was like, then. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. And I think that's just... Also, really, death threats? Shut the fuck up. Like, stop. <laughs> just stop. Just don't. Seriously, it, and just because you believe in something doesn't need to mean you need to force your beliefs on others or send death threats about it. Sure. It's follow not Alex do Jones to his idiot whatever grave, but I don't yeah also if they're doing things right and you're getting death threats then the the cops know your name because as long as you're handling those death threats the correct way and as true crime podcasters should (laughs) the cops know your name (laughs) simple as that exactly so pretty fucking shitty but uh so that happened a while ago but recently he is being sued for defamation on the children's behalf yeah you know like you can't say as you should you, you can't be just doing that and he ha- he's a public figure yeah you can't just be out here doing that with a huge following and i mean like anyone's yeah. gonna believe what you fucking say no one's gonna argue with you if they follow you yeah. so good thing well it's not even like no one's sued. gonna argue with you but the people who do argue with them then his mob mentality of followers are gonna come after that person yeah it's just a vicious cycle of toxicity <laughs> And these parents have already, these families, they've been through enough. They lost their babies. Babies. Like, they're good. Like, stop. Yeah. It's a real leave Britney alone situation. <sighs> so, yeah. good thing he's getting sued, and hopefully that goes through and he gets fucked over. And no longer can He'll stop post on about his it. radio show or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of mass shootings, that's been happening a lot. Uh, there was one in Sacramento two weeks ago. Six people were found dead. Three men, three women. Twelve were wounded. And two brothers have been arrested in conjunction with the shooting. Smiley Martin, oh, who was 27, was arrested while hospitalized from injuries of the gunfire. He was using a fucking machine gun. Holy shit. So, no. <laughs> and then Dandre Martin, who's 26, was carrying a loaded gun and was already a convict. So, congratulations, you played yourself. He's being held without bail, and the six people who were killed Good. were 21-year-old John Taya Alexander, 57-year-old Melinda Dev- Davis, 21-year-old Yamil Martinex Andrade, 38-year-old Sergio Harris, and 32-year-old Joshua Hoyce Lucchesi, and 29-year-old Devezia Turner. And oh. they believe it was a gang-related incident, and those are all just people standing on the side. Like an initiation type of thing? Either initiation or a gang war. Okay. So that sucks Fuck, that sad. there was a shooting. Yeah. Um, but let's just get out of the United States for a minute. Okay. Let's go to Indonesia. 
So an Indonesian court just sentenced a teacher to death for the raping of his 13 students and impregnating of eight of them. Bye. And this is the first time, like, history is being made right now, the death penalty that is being used for a rape crime in this country. Henry Wirawan is a 36-year-old who groomed 13 girls between the ages of 12 and 16 over a period of five years. At first, they were looking at giving him life, but the prosecutor said, nah, fuck this life, fuck your next life, and push for the death penalty. Yeah. So he's set to face a firing squad. And in my opinion, I think the girls that he groomed fathers should be on the firing squad. And that's my two cents, because that guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Unbelievable. Bye. Bye forever. Like, literally, goodbye. There's no reason you need to even try to be rehabilitated. Goodbye. You knew what you were doing. Yeah. Oh, fully. The fuck? (laughs) Just so dumb. I can't... Teachers are supposed to be a trusted source, and that's what they use, and that's why it's so disgraceful and disgusting when they get to do that type of thing, because right? you're supposed to trust them. It's literally, I trusted you. <laughs> exactly. I and trusted you. Like, then you fucking the fuck? fucked my kid? The fact that he's still alive when all those girls' parents are around, they have loved ones evidently you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he's lucky he didn't get into their hands (laughs) that parent teacher conference about to be lit (laughs) like lit up with a gun (laughs) dude throwing hands (laughs) you've got to be kidding me my kid came home pregnant and we i find out this a teacher sir you're guarding the door i'll guard your door you handle him (laughs) that's like a strangling situation like it's personal it's so personal that's what I mean. Light. Like having a child, bitch. I will go to prison. I will mm-hmm. willy nilly. I don't care. <laughs> Extra sweets for me. If you fuck with my child, <laughs> <laughs> you're like fine. All right, say less. Fucking kill you. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> on sight. On sight, and that's on record for the courts to see. Oh, thanks, dryer. <laughs> That was annoying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm sure you know this because it just happened. But yesterday, April 12th. So we're recording, but you know, whatever. So this week on April 12th, there was a shooting on a New York City subway train. And it left Mm -hmm. 16 people injured. And the suspect is still on the loose. So at 8.24 a.m., the suspect donned a gas mask and threw a smoke canister from his backpack onto the ground, causing the car of the Manhattan-bound North train to fill with smoke. He then opened fire into the smoke, so firing at anything and anyone. Ten people were shot. Six others were injured. Uh, The suspect is a black man, about 5'5", with a heavy set build. And the train caught. He What? He was caught today. Oh, good. He was caught. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it was caught today. <laughs> well, the train had paused after the shooting began and like after it ended. So like the doors yeah. closed. And so they're basically just sat in the smoke in the station before they moved to the next like stop. Oh my god. So they were just sitting there in each other's blood, just screaming and freaking out. Yeah, and confused. So they're all traumatized, obviously. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't I don't even like why? Why would you do this? Yeah. 
So. He was. It said he was mentally ill, which like no shit. If you're gonna shoot up anything, you're fucking mentally ill. But he had like a YouTube channel where he was calling for a race war. He's 62 years old. The description's exactly what he looks like. Like he's been arrested before, like three other times in other states as well. Like a lengthy background. Wow. And now he did this. Way to go, dude. Yeah. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> Gold star for you, I guess. Just oh, fucking what the fuck? Why? Why? Ugh. Even still, why would why would that start a race war? I don't know. Well, he was like bringing in Ukraine and like the war, and it was just a bunch of gibberish. It's very CIA, FBI, YouTube, Biden, so paranoid, bunch of different stuff. Got it. Looking got it, for got a got race got war. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, on April third, Christian Toby Obum. Obum Selly was fatally stabbed by his very famous OnlyFans girlfriend, Courtney Clenny. Oh, I heard about this. She's... Oh, did you see the photo? Mm-hmm. Oh, so go she's on. <laughs> known online as Courtney Taylor, and she insists that it was in self-defense. She has over two million mm-hmm. Instagram followers, and she had been dating Toby for over two years. And they did have their ups and downs. She had previously kicked him out for domestic abuse concerns. But his family is insisting that he is a kind and gentle man and he would never abuse anyone he cared about. And there's sites, there's, not sites, there's opinions on both sides and supposed facts that people have seen both of them be domestic towards each other. So like her towards him, him towards her. But a majority of the ones that I hear that I'm reading, which not everything's the truth, but the majority of the ones that I'm seeing is that the cops were often called on them for domestic violence, things going on. And it often sounded more her being the aggressor than him. But it has to go into court. Isn't she out right now, though? Like, because mm-hmm. they put her on, like, a mental stability thing that they can do. Like, the cops can decide, her, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And then this bitch was out at the bar, like, a couple days later with her dad. Yeah. It- well, and, like, Toby's if family- she is a victim... She's still a bitch because, like, <laughs> like, yeah, you just stabbed you, your boyfriend. You're not because like, you said you were a victim and then he's a victim. Like, no, you both were catastrophic for each other, obviously. And then you go stab him and then you go out to the bar. That's not a the, no, that's not a victim right there. Yeah. And as that's I was attention. Say, Toby's family has set up a GoFundMe page to pay for the funeral and all the costs of what they're going through legally. Mm-hmm. So. You want to help them out? You literally lost. They lost their son. Yeah. To what? An attention-seeking biatch. Even if it wasn't (laughs) self-defense, like, you still killed a dude. And you didn't call the cops. She didn't call the cops. The the cops were called on her. On a domestic thing from neighbors hearing it. Mm. And there is blood all over her. I just, I, I don't see her being the victim in this. I really don't. But I also, like, why would you kill him? exactly just break up no <laughs> it's not that deep leave the house <laughs> just leave no. i don't know i don't i don't believe it i think it's a very i don't know if you've seen it but the johnny depp situation going on mm-hmm. but they're in court again for the defamation lawsuit and mm-hmm. she's trying to say now that he sexually assaulted her Shut up. where was that in 2016 miss amber yeah. where was that in 2016 oh are you just using that now fuck you i hope you lose everything and anything you ever worked for Especially because you hurt my mans. I know. (laughs) Back off my mans. I'll fucking 
on site. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm just saying, like, that's that's how I'm viewing this situation with Miss OnlyFans over here, which I am all for OnlyFans, but not if you're a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, like, stupid, like, you can be dumb, but not killing somebody. Oh, I dumb. mean, look at me. You know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> if you're this far, you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, there's uh, a little bit of good news, if you want some good news. So, yes. hopefully we all know the case of Lori Vallow. Oh, yes. Which, if you don't... Great news. quick gist, which it, I tried to make it quick, but like, Jesus, so much happened. Uh, it's dude, hard to be quick about it. This one is hard. <laughs> so, 2019, Ty Lee and Joshua, known as JJ, disappeared from Chandler, Arizona, and were later found dead in June of 2020 in Rexburg, Idaho. Lori and her new husband, Chad Guy Daybell, were questioned about the children. Lori said, JJ is staying with a family friend. They called up that friend. She was like, I ain't seen JJ in months. And she told the police, Lori asked me to lie about JJ's whereabouts. So they were like, okay, let's go talk to Lori again. And that's when they found that Ty Lee was also missing. Mm-hmm. And in the year prior to that, very, very weird that Lori's husband, Charles Vallow, was shot and killed in July of 2019 yep. by her brother, and in October of 2019, Lori's niece's husband, Brandon Bordeaux, was also shot in the driveway of his Arizona home from a car that was registered to the deceased Charles Vallow. Mm-hmm. So very, very... And that first strange. one was supposed self-defense. Yeah, that's what he claimed self-defense. No. So in a year, everyone around them was either attacked or killed. So doesn't really make sense. Uh, Chad Guy Daybell was a previous gravedigger, uh, suspicious. He published a book oh. on the end times. And he heard voices that brought him to Idaho. And his wife at the time, Tammy, had been shot in her driveway. And she survived mm-hmm. that and then died in her sleep suspiciously like a month later. But yep. they didn't do an autopsy because he said not to. They rolled it a, a heart attack. Like, what Insane. the fuck? So, anyway, they thought the end of the world was coming. So they murdered her children. And she was arrested in Hawaii. Like, I don't, like, you think the world's going to end? So you just, we find you out in fucking Hawaii? I mean, same. Yeah. <laughs> they literally left, they literally left to go to Hawaii knowing that the media is out asking them where their children are. And not only that, they had a court order to show proof that they're alive by a certain date or else they were being brought in. And they were like, well, we're going to Hawaii. So I'm going to tell you. There you go. Well, the good news is she was found mentally sound to stand trial and can't use the insanity right. plea <laughs> fuck Damn you right. bitch i mean that bitch is insane but thank god she can <laughs> <laughs> exactly i'm starting to think nobody can use that plea because like there'd be some crazy ass bitches on stand <laughs> i mean if you're able to kill your kids you crazy but, but and if you did it for the greater good what greater good greater good I'm your wife. I'm the greatest good you ever. I'm the greatest good you ever gonna get. (laughs) Now I just, but like, I'm glad she is. She was found mentally sound or whatever to stand trial, because a lot of people use the insanity plea to get out of the death penalty or get away from jail. But then they don't realize that they send you to the psych ward, like the. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before. Shutter Island. (laughs) And if you are like not actually insane and don't actually belong in there. You were not about that is not some vacation spot. You no. were about to have probably an even worse time. I I can't speak because I'm not like I've been there. <laughs> Shockingly. But like you're not about to have a good time. It's I mean, 
you want to be with the criminal or the criminally insane insane <laughs> like it's pretty mm, bad I'm i've been the criminal i've been to a lot of asylums and like mm-hmm. where they keep people on 5150s and whatnot but not criminally just yeah people are mentally disabled or challenged or or you know psychotic those yes. aren't fun and i no. can't even imagine people who have the amount of rage that it takes to murder someone being in a, a whole building full of those people no thank you no i think maybe she got the easy way out but still i'm glad she's standing trial she deserves to yes do that we will all be tuning into that <laughs> yeah fucking bitch anyway <laughs> um have you heard of the i-65 killer there's been so many I something number killers that I'm not 100%. <laughs> There's literally two I-65 killers. One killed men, one killed women. So, <laughs> Oh, great. Let's just balance it out. Yeah, why not? I mean, they, maybe they were a team. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Could have been. Well, the I-65's first killer, or first, oh my God, first victim, uh-huh. Yikes, was on February 21st, 1987. Vicky Heath was sexually assaulted and shot to death at the Super 8 Motel in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. She was 41 and working as the night clerk. The motel lobby was in distress as if there'd been like a fight. The telephone had been rubbed off the wall and her body was found behind a trash bin near the motel. Oh, shit. On March 3rd, 1989, Margaret Peggy, her name's Peggy, Gill was 24 years old and worked as the night auditor, and she was assaulted and killed at the Days Inn in Merrillville, Indiana. She was sexually assaulted and shot twice in the head, and then her body was dumped in a back hallway. $179 was taken from the motel. On that same night, just four hours after Peggy's attack, Jean Gilbert was assaulted and killed at the Days Inn in Remington, Indiana. She worked as a part-time auditor. Her body was found near the road in the early morning by a passing motorcycle rider, and $247 was taken from the motel. Police said both women were shot and killed with the same 22 caliber shotgun. On January 2nd, 1990, a days clerk in Columbus, Indiana, was sexually assaulted. The clerk was able to get away, and she was working the night shift. She, was, she had gotten stabbed, and she got away and was able to describe her attacker, and then the drawing was made of him. And they used the DNA from this attack to link the attacks with the 1989 attacks on Peggy and Jean. Holy shit. In 1991, another woman in Rochester, Minnesota was attacked. She survived and gave a similar description of the man. Her case was also linked through DNA, but that was done in 2013. It was the only attack that didn't happen on the I-65. It happened on the I-90 instead. So the reason I'm bringing this up because uh-huh. it was a cold case until 2008 when the DNA evidence proved that the police were working with a serial killer. And the police suspected a truck driver, of course, but that was it. It became a cold case at that point until April 5th, 2022. Oh, sh- what? What? <laughs> what? So That's they like have now. finally <laughs> identified the I-65 killer. What? It was none other than Harry Edward Greenwell. Born December 9th, 1944 in Louisville, Kentucky to Paul and Dorothy Greenwell. And he has a slew, and I mean a slew of crimes. And they still, like, they didn't get him until 2022. Yeah. So, like, January 17, 1963, armed robbery, sentenced for two years. February 23rd, 1965, he got out of prison and was arrested in Kentucky for sodomy. <gasps> like, 
just did not stop. Oh, my God. April 28th, 1978, his wife died in a house fire in Wisconsin. Suspish. No. Mm-mm. Remarried two years later in 1980. Uh, in June 17, 1982, arrested and sentenced to prison for burglary, escaped custody, and was recaptured twice. And then what? <laughs> was released December 5th, 1983. Uh, July of 1986, his wife, Jenny Greenwell, filed, filed for divorce against him in Wisconsin. So there you go. That's then Good job. when Vicky was attacked. And then Peggy and Jean were attacked. Then March 9th, 1989, he was arrested in La Crosse, Wisconsin for a traffic violation, but was not a suspect for the murders of the t- or the attacks on Peggy, Jean, and Vicky. Right? They didn't know. Okay. March 23rd, 1989, he was arrested in La Crosse for a domestic incident. He was violating a restraining order in March and April. Then April 18, 1989, Casual. sentenced to a 15-month probation for criminal trespassing. October 11th, 1998, <laughs> he's arrested for felony drug possession. November 3rd, 1998, he's arrested for violating a restraining order in Allamackie County. November 16th, throw away the key? The case against him is dismissed against this restraining order. And then okay. January 2nd, 1990, the Days and Clerk in Columbus, Indiana, was sexually assaulted. In 91, another woman, Rochester, Minnesota, was also assaulted. They both gave the same description. Well, January 31st, oh 2013, Greenwell died of cancer in New Albany, Iowa. So what? he's dead. But we know that he did it through DNA. So they finally have a face what? for the attacker of the I-65 killers. And he spent a lot of time in jail. Yeah, he was in and out, like, all the time and was never suspected. Okay, seriously, though, when do you, like, lock with a key? Like, why can't we treat this like the good old American sport of baseball in three counts, you're out? Like, <laughs> like you're stuck. You're in. The things that he was doing outside of, like, the murders that he wasn't suspected of, like, you have restraining orders against you. You have an armed robbery. You, like, what are you, what are you doing? And you're not stopping. What do you do? Like, you literally have a job. You're a truck driver. No, he's not. He wasn't a truck driver. But they thought it was a truck driver. But he's not. Oh, shit. Like, just, he's he's done enough. You know? He did a lot of things. Lock him up. (laughs) Like, burglary, burglary, domestic incident, felony drug, like, felony drugs. Like, you have to have a lot of drugs on you to have a felony drug charge. Jesus Christ. So, there you go. Hopefully he's rotting in hell. Yeah, you know, honestly, fuck that guy. Anyway, (laughs) those are your current events of true crime for the past, like, few weeks. Wish history class in, like, high school had current events for true crime stuff. Just specifically true crime. That'd be really cool. Probably would have done it. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? There's like a forensic class, especially with like the heightenedness of heightenedness of <laughs> true crime and the wave of it. But then like bad people could also go to it. That's with everything though. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be cool though. It would be cool. I, I'm more of like a college thing, I think. But even still, yeah, but not everyone can afford college. I know. It'd be nice if they had, like, an introductory class where you didn't learn all the things exactly. that you would still if you were mm-hmm. a bad person, you know? <laughs> be like, you learn enough. <laughs> Did you want a creepy fact? Well, yes. You already know it because I sent it to you on TikTok, but I'm going to say it so everybody knows it. I don't know if I watched it yet, so. Well, word to the wise, <laughs> stop fucking 
biting your friends and family. Do not bite people. The human bite is one of the most dangerous bites in the world. (laughs) You can lose limbs because of the bacteria in your mouth. You could literally make somebody lose a limb. This lady, she was a teacher and she got bit by one of her students and it just bruised. And they told her, you're going to lose your arm. What? Stop biting people. It's not funny. It's not cute. Don't bite people. I'll never not bite my husband. Don't bite people. It's bad. (laughs) So there's your creepy fact is that the human fucking bite is awful and terrible. I don't do it. I'm, nah, I'm just convinced that that kid probably has like a tad bit of zombie in him. That's all. Zombies aren't real. Okay. (laughs) I mean, did she not just lose a limb from being bitten by a human? Sounds pretty zombie to me. Because zombies <laughs> are made from humans, and humans are disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So Don't buy people. Real. Don't do it. <laughs> do you have a good good, Ashley? Um, I start work on Monday. Yay. It's still snowing. Yay. I have a great book coming in. Yay. I have two great books coming in. We Yay. have a follower. <laughs> we have a listener who is sending me a book of a case she wants me to cover. She was like... Would you like the book? And I was like, fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> kind of manifested that because we were talking about how like sometimes people send podcasters like books and stuff. And I was like, now that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It happened. We've peaked. It did. <laughs> it's, and now we're done. <laughs> it happened. Ooh, Crime Con. Crime Con is like in what, two, three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Your schedule goes out. hand in hand with mine, dude. Yes, it Other does. Than, I mean, crime con for the both of us, but also yes. This last week, I met one of our listeners. Oh yeah! If, oh if you are in California in the Los Angeles area, go to Sugar Mama's Bakery. Uh, one of our listeners, Debbie, she did it. She made the cakes, and it's so cute. And she's adorable, and she's like the cutest little thing. And I tried the cupcakes and the brownie, and oh my god! Plus the cakes so are good. gorgeous. Just like I mean, go do that. Support her. She's the sweetest thing. Heck yeah. So that's my good good. I love that. That's a really good good good. Really good 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 good. All right. Well, sign us off. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to keep up with us on our Instagram and all our socials at Bloodbath Podcast. And now if you have anything interesting, anything creepy or profound or even a good good feel free to email us with that links in our bio on our instagram uh we'll catch you next friday but wait there's more bye 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 b